Welcome everybody to Catfish Weekly, presented by Whisker Wear Apparel, along with Doc Lang. I'm Lyle Stokes, and welcome to the show tonight. Doc, it's been pretty warm in Missouri. I don't know how you guys are in Ohio. The water's high. The lakes are high. Fishing's still been pretty good if you can find a place to get in, but it's just a kind of miserable time right now. It's been beautiful here in the Buckeye State today. I got up this morning. It was like 66 degrees. And it got up to 72, 73 today. It was, it was just a beautiful yeah. day. Tomorrow's supposed to be really nice. So. And yeah, then the rain we've been getting back. This, Yeah, we've been getting tons and tons of rain. We haven't been fishing uh, since a couple weeks ago tomorrow. And, and uh, it's, you know, it's just been pretty rough. All the rivers are high and uh, flooded and the lakes are high. Some of the ramps are local close to us are, are closed and it makes it very difficult to uh, be able to to get out and enjoy yourself, but the, the guys that are getting out are catching fish, so uh, that makes it pretty nice. Um, we was talking before the show. I we was out a couple weeks ago and done a little fishing. I got sunburned pretty bad. I went out and mowed the yard today. We're having to mow the yard just about twice a week now, and uh, got another sunburn. So I can't wait to nurse through this damn thing. But, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and and uh, we'll manage to get through there. We got some some quite a bit of stuff to go over tonight, Doc. But there's something that I want to talk about uh, right now before we get started. Uh, a fellow fisherman and one of the good guys in the sport named David Woods uh, house burnt last night, and uh, I talked to David today. David lives in Ethel, Mississippi, and he has helped everyone that ever went to Wheeler Lake when he was there or any place else that he was ever at. He's one of the truly good guys. He woke up in the middle of the night and he heard a bunch of cracking and popping. He noticed the house was on fire. He grabbed what he could grab and run out the door. Was intending on coming back in and getting some more, but he couldn't get it. And whatever he could hold in his two hands is all that survived with the house and he lived in the house that his grandfather grew up in. So he'd been in the family for a long time. He lost everything. I've seen some of the pictures. It's devastating. Uh, if anybody can help him in any way, send him some clothes. I I'm sure that David would accept uh, uh, money donations, but he has, he lost all of his clothes, his socks, his shoes, anything that you use every day that you live with, he no longer has. And like I say, one of one of the truly nice guys, if there's anything anybody can do to help him out, um, I actually, if you'll give me just a second, I can tell you the size clothes and stuff that David wears. Um, I will get it here in just one moment. Please bear with me. This is really important that we get this right. Um, He wears extra large shirts, an 11 wide shoe, 36, 34 pants. I'm assuming jeans and stuff like that. But anything that anybody can do to help David, I know he would appreciate it. Um, he did tell me that his boat was either in the garage or by the house. He got it out. Uh, I don't know about equipment uh, with that. But as far as anything to live with, uh 
he does not have anything. He lost it all. Uh, anybody that can help him in any way, uh, I know that David would greatly appreciate it, and it, I would appreciate it uh, personally also, and I know everybody else would. Uh, there's there's a, a lot of people that's that's doing stuff to try to help him. But, uh, Matt Jones up in uh, northern Illinois is, is can help anybody that's trying to figure out a way to get stuff to David. Uh, he's doing some of that stuff, trying to get it uh, set up. So uh, anything that anybody can do to help him uh, would be greatly appreciated. He's He needs all the assistance we can get him. He's one of our brothers that's in the sport for the, the right reasons. So anybody can help him, please do so. Well, if anyone in the Kansas City area has got stuff, they can get a hold of me and we'll put something together for him. That's outstanding. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it. Doc, we have Tim Berger on, on with us tonight. Tim uh, has a tournament trail, All-American catfishing. Uh, if I'm correct with this, Tim, it's out of Kansas City, Kansas. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Right. Now, uh, you just started this not very long ago, and it's really taken off. You guys are doing great things up there. Well, yeah, it, uh, you know, we kind of, we got started this year, started kind of late and it's, uh, kind of a lot of debate whether it was going to start it or not. Um, Brad had Kansas city catfish and last year when he announced that he was going to retire at, uh, the tournament, a lot of the guys came up and asked if I was going to take it over for him. And I worked with Brad for a while for the rest of the year, kind of talking about it. That was his his baby there you know he he was Kansas City catfish so we decided to start new and uh so we started new and and to do it I wanted to kind of do it a little bit more deliberate and I just didn't want to just throw something together and start it on a weekend so I reached out to like people like you people around Kansas City asking about rules what's some of the best practices around the tournaments things I knew uh, from being in Brad's tournaments and whatnot but I really wanted to get a, a fisherman, other fishermen's perspective of what they thought would make a great tournament. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like talking with you, seeing where it's going, where the sport's going, where uh, and how we can kind of dovetail into that. You know, start off fresh, don't have any bad habits, kind of pick the experts' brains. And uh, so we put it together and, and started getting it going in uh, April. It, it's so it's really taking off. Yeah, it, it has. It's really taken off well. I know a lot of guys are excited about what you're doing up there. I'm very excited for you. I'm glad to be able to help you with some stuff and give you ideas. And what I tried to do was give you things that that I knew was successful for us. And if they work for you, great. And if not, then you'd have to, to look into other things. But I know that you contacted a lot of other guys, and that's the correct way to do it, to make sure you get things set up and going the way it needs to be done. And and that's a great area to hold tournaments over there. The uh, the fishing has been really good over there the last few years, and, and I think that uh, uh, there's a world of opportunity for you to run a quality tournament over there. And I look for you to have a, a big big deal, and, and it looks like you guys are having pretty much monthly tournaments right now, I think. That's right. We uh, And we do want to get to where we do have that big – tournament you know at least once a year where people from a lot of different states come around i mean a lot of people are heading to lake of the ozarks or people head up north but kansas city's easy access the facility that we're having at cop point so you got 
the Kansas River. So you have three points of travel from launch. You can go down the Missouri, up the Missouri, or up to Kansas. Um, and we have a hard building to, to host things in. Um, it's great parking there, easy access in and out of it. So that it is something we can grow. There's a lot of good fish here, a lot of different varieties of fish. You got your you know, channels, you got your flats, you got your blues, and they're big. It's big fish water. And right. uh, so that should bring it. Everybody in. likes to hear big fish water. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely is. And there's a lot of great guys out here. I mean, that's why I did it. Is There's a lot of great guys in the Kansas City area that fish, and they travel. Um, you know, I mean, they just are, and, and they really help shape it. You know, like I talked a lot with Joel Roberts, Justin Clare, Justin Thornton, you know, John Traeger, a lot of Brad, Kilpatrick himself. I'm, I'm leaving some guys off, I know. But sure. there's just a lot of guys I ask and pick their brains of what works and uh, what we need to do to grow this thing. So we're, we're really trying to get some good attention this year and try to turn it into something big in the Kansas City area. And at the same time, we don't want to step on other guys' tournaments. Um, there's some other established tournament series in the area, and we try not to have our tournaments on their weekends um, that they're having there. So if they have one scheduled, and I've changed mine earlier this year a couple times just because I initially scheduled one, and then someone will say, hey, there is this other one, because I'll ask. Here's what we're looking at having a tournament when we're doing our schedule on this particular weekend. Someone will come back and say, well, uh, Twisted Cats is having theirs, or Catfish Chaser is having theirs that weekend, too. We scratch stocks. Um, we're not going to steal boats away from them. Uh, not deliberately, you know, if we intentionally do, then can't really control sure, sure. that. But um, there's a plenty of water around here. There's a lot of fish, and we don't have to step on each other's tournaments. You know, we, can, we should be able to support them as far as I look at it. That, that's exactly that's right. right. We're getting, we're getting a little bit of feedback from you. Hey, uh, Tim, you might want to turn your volume down just a little bit. All right. I, I had a little argument with a guy the other day. He didn't really amount to nothing. He's actually a pretty good friend of mine. But, you know, there's no reason really to schedule dates. Uh, if you're in the same area, you try to work around each other, and everybody works hand in hand and, and makes that happen. It works out. Uh, big tournaments should not try to schedule on the same day because I've got to tell you, I want to go to all the big tournaments. I want to go to some of the little tournaments too, but uh, it, it's just a, a, a better way. It's more professional if it's done that way. And, uh, you know, it is what it is when it happens. You can't miss them all. I don't care who you are. That's right. You cannot miss them all. You can't. Uh, but I'll, we always tried to do something where it wasn't within the two or 300 mile uh, range. That way, uh, people, because we used to run in smaller tournaments, but the, but the big tournaments, you know, there's no reason for that. There's there's 52 weeks a year. You can miss those dates, and and, and then nobody has to. It, it's not that the tournaments, the directors are doing anything wrong. It's the guys. Everybody wants to fish those big tournaments. I don't, I don't care who you are. That's you right. want to fish them. I do. I, I want to fish them all. I want to go to Mississippi River Monsters. I want to go to Monster Ohio. I'd love to go over and fish uh, the one they have in Indiana. But I just, I never, something always falls away, and I don't get, get to go over there. But uh, you know, one of these days it's going to happen, and I'll get get to make it make it work. But uh, uh, you know, there's, there's just no sense. There's just silliness, and, and people yeah, think yeah. that it's not. And, and and you know, another guy says, "Well, you don't know about the fishermen in Kansas City. I fish against all the guys. I've known them for years. Some of the best fishing people in the world are west of the Mississippi, and some of the toughest competition you'll ever fish with. If if you can't 
if you think that you can beat Roger and Marty Gerloff and, and Joe Roberts and uh, John Jameson and those guys that fish in that Kansas City area on a regular basis, man, you better you better think again because they don't come any tougher than Brent Riddles and guys like that. I mean, uh, those guys are just – they're outstanding people. they got quality equipment. They know how to catch fish, and they know how to take your money, and they're good at it. And they're dedicated to it. I mean, they they are just not fishermen. You know, they, they also help, you know, like with me with the tournament. They're also giving advice. They're helping out new people. Sure. They're uh, building the sport up. I mean, and, and they put their time in on the water, too. That's what makes them so competitive. They pay their dues. That's, that's right. A lot of them have been fishing. John Jameson and the Gerloff boys, Brent, them guys have been fishing tournaments for as long as I can remember. And I know I've been fishing tournaments 25 years. <laughs> and some of them guys have been fishing them that long. John Jameson has been fishing tournaments uh, virtually forever. Uh, one of the biggest names in the sport. Uh, if, if you're competing against John Jameson, you're competing against the best there is. I mean, he's one of the top guys in, in, in the uh, thing. Justin Cook is another one that I had forgotten. Bo Brockman. I mean, there, there's a ton of them that live from in, in west of Mississippi. There, there's a lot of guys. And there's a lot of them in the St. Louis area uh, the same way that, that are just – they're just tough. I don't care. Uh, you you got to compete against them guys, and they're the same if you, if you fish with them. Uh, in Alabama, or you fish with them in Kansas City, you still got to beat them. That's just all there is to. Yeah, you still got to get out there. You got to get on the water, and you got to put your time in. And and that's the good thing about this location. There is a lot of top fishermen, and but the fish are the same. You're going to be in the same water as them, and the same conditions as them. And so someone right. who and first, and that's the other thing about our tournament is we're really trying to target new tournament fishing guys. Um, so one thing we we talk about them. We talk uh, the guys on Facebook. You know, we'll chat with them. If they if they don't know the rivers, that's fine. They can jump on one of our boats and we'll run them up the river and show them the, the channels and uh, what to watch out for and kind of get them orientated to the area and you know get to know them a little bit and make them feel comfortable at the term. And that's so that's one of the things we do do is the term is we try to make it a friendly environment. When the, when the guys sign in, we have cold drinks for them. Nothing major. Just Gatorade and water and snacks for them so they can, while they're sitting there, they're not dipping in their own ice chest, getting drinks out that they're going to need all night. Right. So you know, and they stand around and talk and you need snacks. One of, and I'm glad to hear that you are doing things like that because, Doc, I know you can relate to this. When we started fishing tournaments years and years ago, you didn't get much assistance from a lot of people. No, everybody was pretty uh, much clamped. Nobody told, <laughs> That's it. Nobody told you anything. <laughs> That's right. You showed up to a tournament in a strange place. Uh, you might know some guys, and you might go for visiting with them, but they wasn't offering anything, and you never dared ask them anything for fear they get offensive about it in those days. But times have changed, and they changed for the better. Uh, everybody now is willing to help the next guy, and, and uh, Joel Roberts is one uh, when it comes to example really quick to me. We hadn't fished the Brunswick area ever before. He spent the afternoon visiting with Cindy and I up there last year at that tournament. And uh, we really didn't get a very long a period of time to get out on the water before that tournament. And we sat there and talked to Joel. And, and he didn't give no specific spots. He said, well, you know, here's what I'm looking for. And, uh, that we, you know, it was basically what we found. But uh, 20 years ago, you wouldn't have got that at all. Right. Yeah. So I parked uh, right next to you at Brunswick last year when you guys were talking. What was it now? 
Yes. I'll be darned. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I don't remember so much of the stuff that, you know, we spend a lot of time visiting with people and, and things. And, uh, but yeah, that was a great tournament. It's going to be a great tournament this year too. I'm really excited about getting up there. We're going to do a show and, and, uh, that Calcutta they have up there is an amazing, uh, event. And I'm really wound up about that. I, I think that it's going to absolutely be a blast. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun up there, so uh, yeah. it's going to be really good. Doc, you want to? You got anything you want to visit with Tim about? Are most of your tournaments at night or day during the day too? So that's good. So we uh, we good question. We initially started leaning kind of heavy on the nights, um, and that's because a lot of the guys on the day uh, were working Saturdays, and so we went heavy on the nights, and then we added some more tournaments that were day tournaments. So we're this year, a little bit heavier on nights. We do have some day tournaments scheduled. Next year, we're really going to split that up. Earlier in the spring, we'll have day tournaments. And then as it gets hot, um, move them to nights and then go back in the fall again, back to day. What's your average of boats that shows up? Well, Number. so we're just getting started, so we don't have a very good average, right? Oh, okay. Um, but I think this next one, being a national qualifier, it's getting a lot more attention. I think they're going to have a good amount of boats there. Um, we're looking forward. We're gonna have breakfast in the morning after the tournament for the guys there. So they all want biscuits wow. and gravy. And so that you know, food always attracts people. Attracts <laughs> me. <laughs> so you know, we're this next one coming up. We're advertising different places, and we're I think we're gonna do okay. We're gonna have a pretty large, large draw, which will be nice. That's awesome. Uh, Robert posted here. He said, Tim. Please make live release a priority. Yes, definitely. Good point. And it is. Um, next year, if we can get it, I want to, where we're having the weigh-ins at, up, it's up in the parking lot there, when I want to try to get it closer to um, the river a little bit. So we got to kind of look at the logistics on that because we don't want a bottleneck at the top of the boat ramp or anything. And uh, we'll try to get a slide in there, something to keep the fish uh, weighed and right back in the water. Um, right now, they're, they, these guys, you know, they know what they're doing. So we we have a pretty quick turnaround when they bring fish away and then back in um, back in the river really quick. So it's a live release. Yeah. So you guys all, you don't trailer any. You just launch out of one ramp and then you go. That's right. Yeah. We're trying to eliminate the trailer in there. Yeah. Good deal. It's a large enough parking area and the ramps uh, got a good drive down. So... It, it can hold a lot of boats. It's a pretty large area. In the we work with the Unified Government of Kansas City to um, reserve Caw Point there, and they have a um, a building there. So we pay our fee, get our permit. Um, it's reserved for us. They open the doors for us and help us accommodate it. And we have someone we work with, and she schedules all our events through the city there and make sure you know it's. It's on their calendar, so we don't have to deal with a lot of uh, compete competition for the parking and whatnot. So uh, that's good. That's cool. She's got us locked yeah. in for next year for all our events too already. So, awesome. yeah, there you go. Good deal. Yep. So you, you, when they were asking the question about the live, were they talking about catch and release alive or Facebook live? No, uh, catch and release live. Okay. Yep. One of our uh, sponsors uh survivor that's on the banner behind me 
he's real big on it. That this unit he's got really makes a big difference in the fish. So yeah. Yep. Tom Wakefield just posted it's a hundred and fifty foot walk from the way into the ramp, so that's not bad at all. No, that's not. Walked a lot further. <laughs> well, there's a fish at time or two. We want to get a little bit closer if we can for the guys. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you bet. If, if Doc and I was coming up there every day, we'd need, need you to help us get it to our truck. Yeah, we, <laughs> we'd have to have that O2 on. <laughs> 150 feet is not yeah. bad. I, one of the funnest tournaments that I ever fished was, was up at uh, Cat's Incredible. Uh, and it's a little bit of a river on that Red River up there. And we, we was taking coolers and putting coolers in the uh, fish in the cooler and then carrying them up to live well. And for Cindy and I to do that, that's a little tough, you know. But uh, that's what they have up there. And, and you just do what you got to do. Uh, it's a lot of fun to fish that tournament. But uh, I ended up going and getting a, of course, it's all channel cap, so I just went and got a big cooler with wheels on it and bought it and uh, took it, took our fish up that way uh, and then ended up leaving the cooler sitting there by the fence and called uh, Brad Durick up on our way home. I said, hey, run over and grab that cooler. It's brand spanking new. You might as well take it home because, because I left her sitting there. Well, we and, got, uh, you know, I, <laughs> we got these uh, garden carts, the little totes with the wheels on it and the big handle. Right. So we got a bunch of those, and um, you can throw some good fish in those things and, and wheel them down. That makes it a little bit easier on the guys. But, again, like I said, you come up at the uh, boat access, you can pull right in front of the building too. So uh, the guys generally just do that, and they just they pull right back down there and release the fish. How many one fish of, do one you guys of, weigh in? Oh, good. Another good question. So this year, um, we're doing five, and we uh, one of the things we do is we have polls on our Facebook page. So we'll ask a question to kind of kind of see what the crowd's uh, feeling like. So this year, we looked at it, and a lot of guys um, selected three fish, but some of the bigger arguments were for five fish. They didn't have enough votes on it, but they had the larger presence on the discussion of five fish. So I said, no problem. We can go with five fish this year, and we'll go ahead and keep the stats of what's being weighed in and what's winning the tournament. And I think what they're going to be able to see is at the end of the year, it really narrows down to three fish. Um, and I'm looking at some of the other leaderboards and things like that for other tournaments, and I think the argument can be made three fish can win the tournament. Um, if and, it, and it's and during the hotter months especially, I think it's easier to keep alive three fish than five fish in some of these live wells. Yeah. And some of these guys are new to this new the tournament series, so they're building their live wells and they're they're going through that learning curve right now. So we don't want to put more stress on fish than we don't have to. So this year we're gonna stick with our five. Next year we're gonna drop it to three. Um and, and keep going that way. And that was yeah. you know, that was recommended. And we almost did it, almost pulled the trigger and went with the three this year. I said, but for some it's gonna be a big culture change. Let's just stick with the five. We'll we'll talk about it throughout the year, socialize it, show some stats at the end of the year. And we'll go with three next year, and I think it'll be a lot more welcoming that way. Yeah. Well, one thing that I would 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 encourage you, uh, Tim, is once you set a a rule into effect, no matter what rule it is, whether it's three fish or five fish, or if it has to do with weigh in or whatever it is, once it's in play for a year, 
uh, I would recommend waiting until the end of the year before you evaluate and do any changes because changing stuff in the middle of the year always gets people aggravated. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it, it change it before the beginning of the next year, and everybody's always happy. Yep, and, and that's exactly the plan. And, and you gave me that advice before too, and it it, it rings true. In in uh, I can point to an example. Um, Brad had. One of his tournaments last year, you know what I want to say was the Brunswick one, as a matter of fact. But uh, it was uh, one of his tournaments, and someone got there, um, traveled out of town, got there pretty late and everything. But his rule was pretty clear. You had to be there at a certain time for the meeting, the captain's meeting. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, And uh, those guys just overlooked it, and, and they missed the timeline. Um, he could have just thrown the rules out and said, yeah, these guys can go in there. He stuck to, his, stuck to the rules, didn't change it. And um, one time since then, him and I were talking, and he, he kind of brought that up. And I asked him, so why don't you have a late uh, option for letting people in? And he said, well, probably, you know, if I do this, keep doing this, I'll take a look at it. But the rules are already out there this year, so I'm not going to change it. Right. So, that, you know, an idea. and then that was a good deal for that. So this time we built that in there. We built the uh, – based on that scenario alone, we built in that we have a late launch for our tournament. So you have an initial launch safety briefing and everything else, then we launch everybody. And then uh, two hours later is our late launch. So people traveling, they have a, a trailer issue and, and miss the uh, initial launch, they can still launch because it's going to be two hours later. And then they can launch after that. We'll just brief them up and get them going. But uh, we put that in the rules now because that example of not changing rules is why it wasn't implemented for some other tournaments in the past. So I agreed. I'm not going to change them. And, and everyone kind of knows that already. We've said it a few times on the page is the rules in place this year. We're not changing anything. We'll, we'll take a look at it next year. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a, I think that's the best way to do it. And uh, I think that you'll find uh, a lot happier people uh, throughout uh, doing it that way. And uh, I, I, unless sometimes you got to change stuff, you know, say, like right now, I know Alex had to cancel a tournament last weekend out Cape Girardeau. That's a safety factor. When safety factors come on, that's not the same as changing uh, a, a substantial rule. Uh, and, and I believe I told you, I, I think that uh, one of the rules that should be in fact nationwide is that if your boat is equipped with a kill switch, it should be a rule that that is fastened and, and PFDs on, life jackets on when you leave the boat ramp. Now, you can't make people do it once you're out of their sight, but they should all have to wear those at takeoff. And uh, it's just a safety thing. It's, it doesn't take but a second to clip that on. It only takes a minute to put the, the life jackets on. And Cindy is always on me because I dearly hate it. I really do. And I know if I get in the water uh, with my shoulder, a chance I can't get out. You know, it really is. Yeah, but I don't like to wear them, and and I never wore them in my whole life. I'm 60 years old, but that doesn't mean it's a smart thing to do, and it's really not. A guy should wear them, and I know Doc wears his religiously. Uh, I think that's outstanding, and I'm going to push to be better at it. I'm not saying I'll ever get to the point where where Doc's at, but I'm going to push to try to be better. Well, they make a lot more comfortable ones nowadays versus. You know, yeah, years ago. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the inflatable ones are really yeah. good. The one I wear is a Mustang, and it's it's real comfortable. Most of the time, I don't even know I've got it on. Yeah, and that's what but you want, right? But it's there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm old. 
if I fall over the side, somebody throw me a, a line of rope, you know, just give me some mono and let me tie it to my toe and I'll, <laughs> I'll fish for the catfish <laughs> like a float going down the river. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, Hug Jason Huggins says even the 30,000 plus dollar boats have 50 to 70 a gallon live wells in a lot of them. And he's right, they do. And you need oxygen in them. And, and a lot of people don't have that kind of boat. A lot of the boats that we make today, and that was one of the reasons why we went to three fish rule, because a lot of the boats just don't have a live well that can withstand three giant fish, much less five big fish. So yeah. um, in some areas, it makes sense. If, if you're fishing, pardon me, say Lake of the Ozarks are, are up, uh, in the, in the Iowa pools above Keokuk, where they're all channel cats, and I love them channel cat tournaments. Uh, the five fish limit's not out of line up there because unless you just happen to hit one of the big flatheads, uh, it's pretty much a channel cat tournament, so you don't need a giant live well for five channel cats. Yeah. Uh, but then again, as long as it's changing out water, you have some way of filtering the, the crap out of it, uh, you should be fine. Yeah, and, and so another... The benefit of us having it at the location we are besides the three directions you can go um we're there all night we have a facility hard structure facility we stay there all night so we can weigh fish all night so if someone comes by in a smaller boat and again that's we're trying to attract a lot of new tournament guys who aren't built up yet they catch a nice fish they can bring it in and uh, not put the stress on you know so they can bring it in and get weighed you know and uh, we'll tally their give them their receipt for it but uh that's nice about that area because, like I said, a lot of these guys don't have it. They're in smaller boats. They're fishing upper Kansas River and stuff, so they have smaller boats without the big live wells in them. They're not going to handle that many fish at once. So they get a couple of fish, they can come in right. away, and we'll take care of them, send them on their way that night. Yeah. That's an outstanding policy every tournament. Pretty much every tournament does have that, but if they don't, they should. I got Boys, i got to share something with you. I got a message from a good friend of mine, Cliff Miller, lives, lives just inside over at Illinois, just below kick up there. Uh, he said that he bought one of the inflatables, and uh, he don't even know that he has it on. He said he's drove halfway home before he realized he was still <laughs> wearing it. It's his best hundred plus dollars he ever spent. Now that's a great tribute to these life jackets and how comfortable they are. So when he goes to get gas, the store is wondering, what does he know that they don't know? Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. No, thanks for sharing that with us, Cliff. That's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, you know, these ones that we've got, uh, we got a Bass Pro shop. I don't, I'm not sure. I think they're Bass Pro brand. But very comfortable. Uh, it's, just, it's just a, a mind thing that you don't wear. But I know Doc wears his all the time. Yeah, And the guys uh, out here, they're good at reminding. We, we You talk about it at the safety brief before they launch. Guys remind <laughs> each other, you know, when they get in their boats and they start lining up. You know, so it's good. It's a good practice around here. These guys watch out for each other. That's good too. It is, and we was we was at the uh, at the Lake Ozark tournament, and Cindy reminded two or three boats at the takeoff to put them on because, like she told them, she said if you have to have the win and wait, and somebody complains and you get disqualified because you didn't wear your life jacket, it's a rule. Yeah. So put it on. You know, if, right. it's, if you haven't even taken off yet, and you go out and fish all day, and you catch a hundred pounds of weight, and the next closest weight's twenty, uh, you're going to be upset because somebody will bring it up so there's no sense taking that risk well and it's, the, it's it's a good idea last year those bass guys the bass boat um something happened with their steering cable or something like that that came disconnected and it launched them out of the 
out of the boat. They were streaming live when it happened or videotaping it when it happened. Yes, yes. Wow. And yeah. um, they went over and, you know, that was a rude awakening for everybody, I think, right then. That was a reminder. You know? I agree. I agree. Um, uh, Doc, do you have, have some more stuff for Tim? No, I think that pretty much covered everything. Okay. Uh, I was looking at some of the questions, and they and he already answered what was on YouTube. Okay. 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 Uh, Tim, on, on these tournaments, uh, are they all out of call point there? No, we um, we're going to try to get out to Milford. Um, in fact, I got to call up those. I tried following up those guys a few times, locking in Milford. A lot of guys like Milford Lake. Um, so we're going to get some Milford in for the guys. That's a little bit of a drive for them, a couple hours, but it's, it's good fishing. Milford's got some big fish in it. Um, yeah, and so yeah, we're going to go out there. Um, I just got to lock that in. I'll try to lock that in this week. And then, uh, but cop point is where we're trying to do it. We're trying to, um, attract some more attention around the weigh-ins and, um, we advertise in Kansas City Star and things like that online and on the events. We want people to come out there. We want them to bring their kids, grandkids out there and see this and uh, kind of introduce the sport to the guys in the next generation, you know, keep it going. And um, Cop Point's a good facility for that. It's easy to get to. It's got a great scenery, the skyline in Kansas City there. And most people don't realize how prime this fishing is right downtown. And, uh, and like I said, it, you got the different routes you can go, and that's another thing they're just not aware of. In this area it's a good secret but we want to grow it sure i i actually feel feel bad to say this but it's tr the truth i've never been to call point and put a boat in the water i've never fished downtown kansas city it's not that far from us it's just scheduling uh with all the stuff that we do always seems to get in the way from one place to the other we fished some of brad's terms and he was doing them over there but we never forgot to the kansas city area I know zero about it, but most of the places we go, I don't, when we get there, I've never been to them before. So yeah, that's it, not a, really a big issue. But uh, I, I know that I've seen some of the pictures those guys that are taking at night of that Kansas City skyline just absolutely knock out gorgeous. Yeah, it's great. It's great fishing. And, you know, if they hit the Missouri, it's just a few minutes before they're out of city limits anyways. And they're, they're out in the, you know, dark areas. You know, they're out in the country more and uh, head up north and you're – St. Joe, whatnot, uh, Leavenworth. I right. guess it goes a little bit of a drive, but Leavenworth's up further, Parkville, then head down downriver too. That's now, good. On your, yeah. On your tournaments, is there any restrictions on how far these guys can take their boats? No, no, we didn't um, didn't do that because some of these guys will they'll carry uh, the bigger tanks and they'll head up river and go pretty far and. And um, so there's a good distance between boats there, and uh, gives a lot of opportunity for people to fish. You know, so we we try not okay. to congest them all in the same area. Right. So, so then, the, go ahead, Doc. The night tournaments. What are they? Twelve hours long or eight hours? How long? Fourteen hours. Fourteen hours. Oh, whoa. So oh, I'm gonna have to serious. have a nap in that deal. Serious. Oh, <laughs> so here's why is. It's just as we just, just talked about, you know, there's three routes they can go and in a few minutes you get out of the city. Well, we want the guys to have good 12 hours of fishing, right? So let them travel for half hour, 45 minutes to get to where they want to go up or down river and then get their 12 hours in. And since we're there all night, 
they can have the tournament go 14 hours or they can let it go eight hours if they want, you know, come in and weigh up. Yeah. Um, it's on them, you know, but it, we give them the max amount of time to travel and fish, get their 12 hours in a fish at least. That's, that's the goal anyway. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's pretty nice. One of the things that I've noticed and I tried to, uh, to tell people, a lot of the weigh-ins are at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning on night tournaments. And mm -hmm. people that's put out the money to help these tournaments along, your sponsors, they want as much exposure to not only the people in the tournaments on the weigh-in. When you have a real early weigh-in like that or in the middle of the night, you don't get much of a crowd there. And doing your, your, your sponsors a disservice, they need to be the way to where you can maximize their exposure because there's the ones that's giving you the prizes and the money and, yeah. and putting all this stuff out. So you need to help them guys all you can uh, and get them all the exposure you can. And if you have a big enough tournament where, say, a TV crew or a radio station would come down and do a, a, a live remote, uh, they'd much rather come out at 9 o'clock in the morning than they would uh, – at two or three in the in the middle of the night, or even six in the morning. Right. So yes. uh, there's a lot of reasons to to have a later weigh in. Yeah, and that's something you know. Um, probably I didn't ask enough questions around sponsoring when we were setting this up because that is one thing I did not factor in. I just didn't. And, uh, and to be honest, the sponsors did come up when we were setting this thing up, and we definitely want sponsors. Um, but we were so focused on. Uh, conservation rules what what rules we need to be in place to keep the fish alive and keep them out there and then what's going to make the, the tournament fun but safe also so we put a lot of emphasis around those and i didn't factor in sponsors just like you mentioned they want that you know they're supporting us um and we want them to continue to support us we got to get them you take care of them just like we do our fishermen because they're taking care of us already so right. we're that's where we added the day tournaments in so we can get some more bigger crowds there um, we actually, the, the morning one, we did have some, uh, people there don't fish just so, you know, people came to see the way in themselves. We will stream those live. That's why I was asking about the Facebook live uh, earlier. We will stream those live, but for the, um, national qualifiers, we are trying to get some media. I've sent some contacts out, try to get some media there to go ahead and televise those loud, you know, alive. But right now we don't have a lot of sponsors. So, um, but with the ones we do have, we need to take care of. That's that's hundred percent correct. That, that's right. You know, I and I talked to a gentleman today about us doing another, uh, and I know Doc is so far for you, but we're going to do another uh, live Catfish Weekly show at another event, and I'll be talking about that later. But uh, this is something that we're going to be doing a lot more of. People seem to like it. New shows, and we'll help them with weigh-ins and different things. And, uh, all that stuff factors in to getting your name out there. And from what you got from where you started, I mean, you started with nothing. I think you're doing an outstanding job. And I look for great things to come out of Kansas City. But like I say, the, them guys from, say, Chella Coffee West, they're ate up with catfish tournaments. They really are, you know. And and it, a prime example is the Brunswick tournament. I mean, it, it is a big deal for that area. It's too much fun. I mean, uh, anybody that's ever been there and sees that Calcutta and how that little community gets behind that tournament, <coughs> is, 
unreal. It they really like is. Fishermen out there. They sure do. And they appreciate the fact that you're coming in there. And the surrounding towns is the place that has the motels, and they appreciate it too. They give you discounted rates, make sure that anything that you need, all you got to do is tell them, and they'll help you out. And uh, this is all it is. Hey, Robert was Survivor. Just put a thing yep. up in our chat. says, Tim Berger, call us for sponsorship. There you go, big boy. Hey, thanks, Robert. We will be calling you here in about... <laughs> <laughs> Robert is, is, you can't go <laughs> wrong. Uh, yeah, he's got a great product. Uh, he's one of his show sponsors. He helps Doc and I out personally. Uh, he's doing a lot of good things for the catfishing industry, and we, uh, he'll, he'll be a good working relationship. You both will enjoy it, so that's really cool. Welcome, Danny Cow. I'm sorry you're late, but uh, we're glad to have you. Dieter Melhorn is on, and he says it is hard to get TV and Newspaper coverage, too, and he's right. It is hard, but um, some of the smaller areas, uh, the outlying places will, will send reporters down to do uh, live things and, and take stories. I've done interviews. I've done live interviews uh, on radio shows uh, as far as Marshall, Missouri, when we was having tournaments uh, in Jeff City. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, they're aware. They know what's going on, and uh, I was always glad to do that because any exposure you can get, the more of it you could get, the better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it's it all helps, and it's all worthwhile. It's all worth it. Doing. Does. Kansas City, you know, they're we're going to do our best to get some uh, some of the the bigger stations come out there and 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 at the weigh-ins and whatnot. But one thing about Kansas City, it's one. It's a huge town, but it's like a small town. You know, so it's. Mm -hmm. It, and that's how it is. And so it's not as difficult to get the local media to come out to the smaller events because they do advertise. They really push those things. They really try to get people in Kansas City made aware of all the events that are happening around in the area. So that's, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah. Jason Huggins says, plug those sponsors often. It's one of the biggest things that he hears. And that's very true. Uh, any sponsor that you have, they're happy to see their name in front of the public, uh, even uh, the fishermen, because if they're not using their product, they should, maybe they should be. Yeah, uh, it's just a it's just a quality thing, and and uh, you know, catfishing's not like bass. We have anchors and we have anchor ropes and we have rods and reels and hooks and sinkers and a select number of things, but we don't come up with the new fishing lure every other week from twenty five different companies that we can snag on. A sponsorship from and so when you get one uh, it's so important that you do what you can to keep them with you because they're they're gone then you got to fill that void someplace or be without it and uh, like you say they're they're pretty important to catfish tournaments yeah yeah I, I believe and I, I, I agree with you it's uh when we when we started this I, I probably didn't I'm gonna say I didn't uh, look at it strongly enough we were focused really on the fishing um, aspect of it all and it's new to us, you know, so we uh, we took this year, we said we'll take our lumps and, uh, and we'll go, but the sponsors that we do have, they're great guys and they're, they're uh, and we'll be calling Robert. <laughs> right after you guys will get along fine. He's a great guy. You, you guys will, will do wonderful things together and he'll, I'm sure that he will help you. That'll be great. We're looking for, we well, got to get up here sometime. I know you're booked. You're, you guys are, you know, real busy 
but uh, we have to get you up here sometime. Even if it's not a tournament, come up for a weekend or something like that. We'll get on. The oh line. yeah, absolutely. And we'll try to make some of them up there. I know I made my schedule out in December, so uh, that was before I knew that you was doing this. But you know, if we get a chance, or we're rained out or flooded out someplace, we'll try to get up there and 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 get involved with some of that stuff because we want to help you all we can any way we can. Uh, as with all the tournaments, all the reputable tournaments, we we want to do everything we can to promote them. So. Um, Keep us informed, and if we can help you post um, events to get more people involved and get your results, be sure and send them to us. And that goes for everybody else because, like I've said, uh, Doc and I don't have time to go through the Internet and search to see who had a catfish tournament and who, where the results are at. But we, we will. Yeah, we try, but it, you just can't do it. But if you'll get them to us, we'll be sure and and talk about it and, and tell the world about it, and we'll go through some man we can. I've got some that I tried to print out tonight and can't, so we're going to switch off back and forth here pretty soon so I can get time to look them up uh, where they inbox me and they, they won't print uh, for whatever reason. But we'll we'll do that. And uh, Tom Wakefield says you need a polygraph sponsor. Man, that would be a that would be a home run. Well, I tell you. If somebody, got, somebody could come up with a polygraph sponsor, that would be – a home run. Uh, so there's a, there's a couple groups that I was corresponding with pretty heavily. Um, that's just a sore subject right now. <laughs> so it's oh man. So they are. I'm just gonna drop that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know they're not a hundred percent, but nothing is. Yep. Uh, they're the best that we have, and it's something that should be done as often as you can. Now, sometimes it's, uh, small term trails getting started sometimes it's not feasible to do that everybody understands it but if they are subject to a polygraph so that way if there is a something that comes up then you have to do it uh, and it's yeah, a shame to have to hold the enforcement guys and, and explain to them the dilemma we are we're facing with this polygraphs um they're more than willing to give us a hand anytime we need it good. So that's, that's outstanding good. yep that is good well, Tim, thank you so much for joining Doc and I on the show tonight. If there's anything we can do to help you, be sure and let us know. And if you have, if you want to tell the world about your tournaments and uh, all the stuff that you got going and where the location's at and phone numbers and website things and any of your sponsors, feel free to pick all the time that you need to do that. Okay. So, again, thanks for having us, Lyle and Doc. Appreciate it. You guys have been helping us since before we announced we were going to do the tournaments, helping us shape things up with your experience. And um, it's great that the catfish community has people like you, that someone like me, starting a tournament from scratch, can reach out to you and get this kind of input and advice and experience and develop it the right way. So I, truly, I do appreciate it. Good deal. And, uh, and I appreciate all the guys that helped me here locally, Kansas City guys. Um, I do appreciate them. I tell them all the time. Thank you. But it, it's all American catfish. Um, you can go to online to our website, all American mm -hmm. catfish on Facebook. It's all American catfish tournaments. It's a group. Uh, hit us on there and our rules are there. Schedules on there. Our next one's June 10th in Kansas city. Top point. It's the national qualifier for the catfish weekly championship. Um, our sponsors, one of the sponsors of a fisherman, you guys might know Justin Thornton Payton. Great guy. Um, He's thrown in 150 per event for us for the fishing, and then he's uh, stepped up to challenge, and he's thrown in $1,000 to anybody who breaks a record, state record, during one of our tournaments. His company will uh, throw that in there. So, And you see the wow. fish have been caught this year. 
you know, Joel's in the nineties, John Traeger's 96. There's big fish out here. You um, betcha. <laughs> I think Justin Thornton's going to be coughing up that money this year. <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah. Justin uh he's helped us a lot. And there's more to come with his assistance that's coming down the road that we'll be announcing here pretty soon. Um, and the other one is Warrior Catfish, uh, Warrior Cat Rods. They uh, gave us some tournament. They're a sponsor of ours. They gave us some uh, tournament giveaways, some nice new rods. Everyone likes them. So, uh, again, this is a startup uh, tournament series, and these guys were on board right there right away. And um, they're very welcoming, and I appreciate those guys over there. they got a great product. I like them. That's what I'm using now. Um, and so we'll be having those the next tournament giveaway, too, and hopefully we keep working with them. And then uh, my uh, tax guy accountant, uh, Santa Fe Taxing, uh, Taxes and uh, Income, uh, Santa Fe Taxes and Accounting, He's uh, also throwing in money for the next uh, tournament. He's throwing in a hundred bucks um, into the pot for the guys to fish in. He's a fisherman too. And uh, he really targets the uh, small business guys with their finances and things like that with their books. So the Santa Fe taxes and accounting, appreciate that. And that's what we got right now for uh, sponsors. And um, again, Robert, I will be calling you. <laughs> so I appreciate it. That's all I got guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for well, the time. Good deal. Thank you so much for coming on here. And you just, uh, you can message Robert at um, uh, crushermarine.com. I know that he'll be happy to get back with you. I, I promise you, you'll not talk to a pleasant person. Uh, very helpful. Uh, they become a big player in our sport in a short matter of time. And, and the world's going to see a lot more of these guys because they got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. And he's affiliated with some other groups. So, uh, He's a super guy. You guys will be ha very happy to work together. I I'm just quite sure of it. And, again, Tim, thank you so much. I know it was short notice. Uh, hey, Lori and Heather was supposed to be on the show tonight, and their computer took a fritz, and they went to have it fixed, and the guy didn't get it done in time. And this is the second second shot at getting them on here, and something happened last time, you know, similar to this or whatever. And, uh, you know, we wanted to have a guest on because people was expecting to have a guest, so we wanted to make sure we got somebody on there. And it was just you was available, and, and what a what a great show because you know we got to tell the world about all American cat fishing, and and I think this time next year it's going to be a whole new game for you. I think so, and you know it's again it's a reflection <laughs> on the catfish community. You guys have big names in the sport out here all the time, and then you got someone who's starting up a tournament, and you're giving them the same level of support. You know, that's what's great about the catfish community, so we appreciate it. You're very welcome, and, and keep us posted. Like I say, for something we can do to help you out, be sure and let us know. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lyle. All right, Tim. Thanks, thank Lyle. you. See you, Tim. Thanks. Uh, super guy. they got a great thing going on up there. Kansas City, that area is loaded with some giant blues, Doc. One of these days, you got to come out and fish the Missouri River. You just got to. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> You just got to do it. There, and there's some great fishermen over there. I mean, tough, 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 tough. Uh, what do you say we knock out some of these tournament results and let's switch off and on with them so I get time to go back to the inbox on Catfish Weekly and pull some of them up? All righty. Uh, you want to take got, off? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go and give what I've got. Uh, King Cat tournament out of Mount Vernon, Indiana this past weekend. First place, Scott Crest. Carl Crone, 
91.16 pounds. This is a second year in a row that they have nice. won this tournament. So second place, Aaron Wheatley, Rusty Morris, a.k.a. Frog Legs, 84.02 <laughs> pounds. Yeah, because nobody knows him as Rusty. Everybody knows him as Frog Legs. That's right. <laughs> they also had the big fish, which was a 31.62 pound blue. Third place, Carl Morris Jr., Rob Parsons, 78.04. Fourth place, Steve Foncher and Mike Greenwell, 74.60 pounds. And in fifth place, Chris Sauters and Nick, uh, oh man, I can't even, Conaway. I may have missed that one. I don't know. 72.38 pounds. Pretty close laying. I yeah. watched it live. Great event. Yeah, me too. I was at work. That sucks when you're at work. And yeah, it's and killer, man. It. Oh, man. It just <laughs> drives me crazy. Uh, let me shoot this one out. If you're done with that one. Yep, go ahead. Let me let me knock this one out, and then you can do another, and I'll try to find the next one. Okay. North Carolina Cats, uh, Baldwin, May 20th. They had 25 teams. A lot of nice fish was caught. They want to say thank you to their sponsor, Fish Bite Rod Holders, H&H Land Clearing, Highway 49 Sporting Goods. First place in Big Fish Side Pot was Evan Martin and Jeff King and Jimmy Harper with 74.4 pounds with a big fish of 45.4. Paid $625. The Big Fish Pot was $250 and the Side Pot was $500. So that turned out to be pretty nice. Wow. Second place, our old buddy Terrence Spring Sr. and Terrence Spring Jr. got 62 pounds, won them $375. And third place was Jason Robertson and Preston Robertson with 47.5 pounds, $250. Uh, and that is as far down as I can read stuff. So uh, take off. Madison Angler Tournament, Vive, Indiana. First, Neil and Joey, 80.6 pounds. They also had the big fish, which was a 39.6 pounds. Second, Johnson and Johnson, 46.2 pounds. Third, Stephen, Doug, and Linda, 31.2 pounds. This is my buddy, uh, Daryl Miller, out of Madison, Indiana, that runs that tournament series there. Cool beans. Your turn. The ICA. Uh, Indiana Catfish Association, the Flathead Bash results. First place, Bill Peter, Peabody, Ronnie Hall, and Tom Pedoskowski. I, I know I messed that up, Tom. I'm very sorry. 54 pounds. Petrowski. Petrowski. I, I knew that somebody would know, and I figured yeah, that you just come out in your area. <laughs> yeah. Second place, Travis Hamilton, Travis Selby, 46.5 pounds. Third place, Corey Peterson, Travis Jost, Nick Hand. 45.4 pounds. Fourth place, Jason Geary, Cage Dean, Don Elder, 40.5. Fifth place, Chaz Anderson, Travis Woodf Woodruff, 36.3 pounds. Uh, sixth place was Terry Holding and MJ Wood, 34.9. Seventh place, Chris Wallace, our old buddy. Scott Wiseman, 10 pounds. Eighth place, Caleb Tyner and Richard Tyner, 33.2. Ninth place, Josh Vanover, Daniel Hagen, 29.4. And 10th place, Andy Williams and Rishi Banks, 28.7. Cat Chasers, Logan Lake here in Ohio. 
First place, Paul and Paul Bowman, 31.12 pounds. They also had the big fish, 31.12 pounds. So they all must have caught one flathead. That's what I'm guessing. And, and they won the tournament. <laughs> so second, Ted and Joe Ackerman, 29.9 pounds. Third, Tom Long, Mike Wall, 27.2 pounds. Fourth, Bill Adams and Sean Buzzard. 22.4 pounds, and they also had a second big fish, which was 22.4 pounds. So they only caught one fish, but good one. Nice. Yeah, it sure was. So, and then you're <laughs> back to you, Lyle. The Central Texas Catfish Association. Uh, Lake Granger over the weekend, 24 boats, first place. John Dillard, Jerry Dillard, and Kyle Gilmeister. With five fish stringer of 39.66 pounds. Second place went to Aaron Hagen. Chris Wilmot with 27.2 pounds. They also won big fish in the tournament with a 13.64 blue cat. Third place went to Roy Ewing, Jason Cummings with a 24.80 uh, weigh in. And their next tournament will be on October the 20th at Lake Belton. However, we are currently planning on a benefit tournament for one of our anglers. Garth Goodwin was recently electrocuted while working on a billboard and fell 10 to 14 foot to the ground. These doctors are saying he has very little chance to walk again, and they're asking for prayers for him uh, and his family. So make sure that you include that in your prayers, James. If anyone would like to donate to the benefit tournament, they can send him a message. Uh, that's Jerry Dillard. Uh, and they can, you can message him and they readily appreciate any help you get. Another worthwhile cause, uh, I'm assuming that he worked on the billboards and fell. It's a crying shame uh, get electrocuted and, and may or may not walk again. So if there's anything you can do to help Jerry Dillard out, they're going to do a benefit tournament. The gentleman's name, again, is Garth Goodwin, and we'd like to help them folks all we can. JKV tournament is this Saturday, May 27th, Leavenworth, Indiana, 7 to 3 p.m., $60 entry fee. So that, that'll be this Saturday. We'll have the results on next Monday night here on Catfish Weekly. Nice. Um, the May 20th results from Lake Springfield Catfish Series. First place went to Corey Rath and Andrew Sweeney. Second place went to Chris Swain and uh, Brady Swain. Uh, first place is 47.6 pounds. Second place is 42.9 pounds. They also took big fish honors with a 14-pound channel cap. That's a great channel cap for the lake. Third place went to Ryan Dodd and Wes Kaufman, 39.6 uh, pounds. Uh, they want to thank everyone for showing up and their next tournament will be June 17th, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's Lake Springfield, Illinois Catfish Series. That's I got all one I got. More, Doc. Let me see if I can find this last one. And uh, we'll try to get it up here. I went through here a while ago, and I surely must have missed it. But uh, we'll try to... It's, when I can't print them off, it makes it really hard for me to uh, to get them all in. But 
it is what it is. It was Southern Catfishing Club, and um, I can't find it uh, right now. So it is what it is. I, I'm sorry, boys, but you, you guys, we, we will get them to us. You can either email them to me at catfishweeklytv at gmail.com, or you can send them to me. Uh, try to type them out. That way I can copy them and print them. Uh, it's a lot easier for me to do it that way. And like I say, especially when we get a bunch of these things, we want to get as many of them as we can. And if you guys are getting them to us, I promise you we'll announce them from there because it's, you know, that's that's what we do. We're, we're catfishermen. That's right. Uh, that's it. Doc, I want to talk about our, well, sir. Let's spin that wheel. Well, we're not ready to sprint it, but we are going to, we're going to do a survivor giveaway. We talked oh, about okay. that last night. All right. All the survivor names, and if I can do this, I'm going to try to do a screen share if I can remember how to do it. Um, I don't know if I can, but uh, did that happen to bring it up? Yeah, I don't see nothing. Well, of course not. Yeah. Um, yeah, we know you won't cheat. If, I'm not going. Not, to, I have no reason. I'll bring the polygrapher back in here to next uh, week. But anywho, what we're going to do is called random.org. All the names of the people that sent messages to Catfish Weekly, his name is on there. Uh, starts out with Dwayne Buckridge, who is one of our former winners, and Robert, Robert Nasal Road, who is also a winner, and everybody in between. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to randomize it three times, and the name at the top of the page will be the winner. So here we go. One, two, three. And the winner is Scott McGowan. You win a survivor unit from okay, Robert at Pressure Marine. Yeah, Scott, uh, send us a message to Catfish Weekly. And uh, we will, uh, Robert, or you can just message Robert directly. He'll ship it right, right out of from the from the North Country up there where they still have cold weather, and get it to you. Thank you guys for playing along. Uh, now, the other thing, Doc, is our wheel that you was asking me. Now, and now, there I'm, it is. It comes up on my page I'm now. I want to spin that wheel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're gonna get to that. We're missing one, two, three spots. Now, we have four rig wrap places, and we can use three of those if, if we get more sponsors. But we've got the Reaper Hooks from Terminal Tackle. We've got rig wrap. We have uh, Catfish Now Magazine is going to put a prize in for us. We have Whisper oh, wow. Wear Apparel. We've got High Speed Survivors. Uh, we have Whisper Sticks, a package, not just one, but a package of Whisker sticks, lightings, you guys will love those. Mad catter hooks, pet tackle. Catfish life, which is a product of Rob. Uh, Claude Felder with whisker wear apparel. The Reaper hooks. Uh, we also, I, this is a last minute thing. We didn't get it up on there. We're going to be giving away on our wheel six tickets to the 2018 Catfish Conference. Uh, probably give them out two at a time, so we'll have three series, uh, three chance, three different uh, giveaways on there. So uh, if you win them the first, don't win them the first time, you still have chances to win two more. So 
Thank the Catfish Conference and all them guys for doing that. We've got a couple more on there. But as soon as these colored wheels, so there's, with Catfish Conference on here, there's one that only leaves two more spots. This will be filled next week, and that will leave us three. So we actually can do five more. And what we're going to do is you guys need to send us a message on Catfish Weekly that you want to spend, you want your name, you want a chance to win the spinning the spin of the wheel or however you want to word it, I don't care. And next week, we're going to spin that wheel. And you might win a package of rig wraps. You might win a package of hooks from uh, Terminal Tackle, Hooker's Terminal Tackle, and it may be Reapers. You might you might hit the others over here, the Mad Catter hooks. You might hit the Whisker Sticks. You might win a Survivor. You might win some shirts or hoodies or hats. Rig uh, from from Claude uh, Rob Claudefer, you might win some rig wraps. There's there's a bunch of stuff. There's and there's going to be more. And and as things go away, there'll be new things added. Um, we was really close to filling it up the first week. Uh, I I was really impressed that that we got uh, all those places filled. Uh, and I talked to her May late this afternoon. I'm like I say, just didn't have time to get his deal printed up and get it on here and as these prizes go away new ones will be coming in and we're going to there's going to be in line down the road there's going to be some really big prizes coming up so uh it's going to be a lot of fun but next next monday night we're spinning the wheel and we're going to have aaron wheatley on here we're going to be talking monsters on the ohio we're going to give away the monsters on ohio number 100 spot in the tournament uh, you don't want to miss that show. I mean, it's Aaron. We, is there anybody in the world more full of it than Aaron? I mean, uh, yeah. we're going to have a lot of fun. He's got a lot of information for us. Uh, it's a big show. It's a great event to attend. Uh, and Aaron's going to help us. We're going to we're going to pull out the winner. We'll do the random.org thing on it. If you're not entered in it, you must be entered before the show starts next week because once the show starts i don't have time not gonna have time to go back and and try to get you on the list once the show starts it's over so if you want a chance to win spot 100 at monsters on ohio make sure you get in the drawing uh and we're going to draw for that next week and aaron's supposed to be on here with us uh unless something comes up and and believe me uh it does happen once in a while it doesn't happen all the time but uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with Aaron Wheatley on here. We always do. We'll get some information, that uh, things that we don't know about. Uh, I'm sure he will. And we'll go over some of the stuff. And if there's any rules, if you got any questions, if you have a question about Monsters on the Ohio, just like last week when we had George on here at Mississippi River Monsters, if you got questions, those are the guys to ask. Get them questions ready for Aaron. Try to pin him down. See if you can study him. Make, make, ask him something he can't answer. I dare you. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have fun with Aaron. We always do. Uh, right now, what we got is Doc's Tip of the Week. And Doc's Tip of the Week is planer boards and the use of the whisker sticks LED lights. Most people nice. like them. Most people like them up. I like to lay them down and also on the front of the board. So this is my board that I'm using. And all I do is take black electrical tape and run it around there just like they do on uh, 
the alligator hunters where they, they take the electrical tape and tie their mouth down. I tie the whisker sticks on here. Uh, they're great when it's cloudy, when it's pitch dark at night. Let me give you another tip. If you run a green one on one side of the boat and a red one on the other side of the boat, people think you got a 60-foot boat, and they will get out of your way. They will not even they will not even come close to your boat. So keep that in keep that in mind. That is a trick that doctors use to clear a path down when I am fishing with planer boards at night. So that's Doc's tip for the night. That's a great tip and, and those those lights, yeah, they're amazing. I oh, yeah. mean they're bright. They are amazing. I, you know, I, I plugged this one in tonight. You know, it's, it's got 550 hours of running time. So, you know, what I do, if I'm going to use my planer board during the day or even at night, I just go on ahead and wrap them up, get them on there, and they're ready to go. Just slip the battery to them. I, I don't know where Tim come up with that idea for those lights, but it's a great product. They're inexpensive, and we're going to give some away. Yep. You, you can't beat a deal like that. Well, I hope you all enjoyed the show tonight. I know Jock and I had a blast. We're going to talk. We're going to be doing some stuff next week with Aaron Wheatley that I know that you're going to enjoy. Next week, we're going to spin the rig wrap prize wheel. I'm going to tell you, that rig wrap prize wheel, three times real quick, so it, it'll get you, Doc. Yeah. It, it really will. But be sure to tune in next Monday night for Aaron Wheatley. we got a bunch of other guests lined up. we got one open date for June. Uh, so we got – we got things going on. Thanks for joining uh, us, everybody. Absolutely. Thanks a bunch, and we'll see you next Monday night on Catfish Weekly.